Welcome to the Lead Tough, Not Loud podcast, where we help leaders focus on the important things, not just the loud things. This is John Hatch. I'm here with my co-host, Adam. Adam, how's your life going? Good. Really? (laughs) Good. I was very blindsiding. I was not anticipating like a question at that depth. Gotcha. Right off the bat. Well, you're my friend. I feel like I need to touch base with you. Yeah. Make sure you're... Touching base with me live on a podcast. Right? (laughs) Yeah. Share with us how life is going. Yeah. Everything you love and hate about life right now. Well... Yeah. No, we're not. This, that's not that what this podcast is. No, is it's for. not. It's not. But we are going to talk about wisdom in in this episode. And so, let me ask you this: not about your life. Yeah. Let me just ask you about wisdom. When you think of wisdom, what do you first think of? What pops in your mind? Well, obviously, knowledge. Like, okay, being smart. Uh, I think I would think of probably. Some someone like Gandalf or something, you know, where where you're thinking, love it. This person is just you would go to them because you're well. They'll know they'll a know. wise old wizard. Yeah, like you, like just whoa, they'll, whoa, they'll whoa, know. Whoa, whoa, whoa! whoa. I know. look nothing like Gandalf. So okay, but that's great. So yeah, so 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 Gandalf, a wise old wizard. Yeah, that's what you think of. It's awesome. So when I think of wisdom, first thing that pops in my mind is owls. Ah, that's kind of symbolic of wisdom, right? Owls have been used symbolic of wisdom. And I specifically think of a commercial. Okay. I think of a Tootsie Pop commercial. I don't know. You're probably too, way too young for this commercial. How many licks does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop? Yes. And the kid goes and asks the owl. (laughs) And the owl like takes like two licks and then he bites into the Tootsie Pop. Yeah. And he says three, right? Which That's what I think of. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's not wrong, so... It's wisdom. Technically, I guess. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But that's what I think of when I think of wisdom. I think of that commercial mm-hmm. and this kid went and asked this wise old owl, you know, a really important question that was <laughs> that's man. burning questions. Yeah. yeah. No. I think uh with even well, I guess with the owl or with Gandalf, you're when you think back to that movie, for anyone who hasn't seen Lord of the Rings, I am so sorry. Cause that's a really, mm-hmm. those are fantastic movies. Yep. I agreed. But think about at any time there's any kind of a situation that he was involved with. He always immediately just seemed to know what was going on. He had an answer. He had a plan. He had a thought process and there's hundreds of characters in TV shows and movies and all kinds of stuff like that who operate and act the same way. But you just know in your head, well, this person knows what's up. And it was never a question. It wasn't like, oh, I wonder how this is going to play out. You're yeah. immediately, your mind's like, well, get Gandalf. He'll he'll know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> he knows what's do going you, on. Okay. Do you have a favorite Gandalf scene? Yes. You do? Absolutely. Because I have one too. I don't, and I don't, I'm not, I'm not, this is, hopefully this isn't offensive to anyone. I'm not super nerdy in the sense that I would know all the like lore and things around it or how to explain it. But it's when he's comes over the hill and there's like the sun behind him and he's like the first one on the horse in yeah. front. And immediately again, you feel this sense of relief because this, the smartest person and one of the strongest people just, is, just showed up is there. Yeah. Like you're, immediately in your head, you're, you're thinking, okay, <laughs> this is going to change everything. Yeah. This is it. That's like, a great picture of wisdom. If I were yeah. to say, Hey, that's a great, it's Gandalf on a white horse. Yeah. The sun yep. shining behind him. 
there's wisdom. And That's you, great. You you just know, okay, everything's about to change for the better. Yeah. Because this is happening yeah. now. <laughs> he, it's like he always knew the wisest thing to say at the mm-hmm. right moments too. And that that is one of my favorite scenes is in the Fellowship of the, of the Ring um, is when they're going through the mine, through the tunnel, mm-hmm. and Frodo is like really wrestling with the fact that he has a ring and all this stuff. And they had this conversation. They're, they're paused. They're trying to figure out where to go. And they have this conversation and he says some of the most wisest things in the middle of that conversation. And I'm like, ah, that's brilliant. I yeah. can't remember exactly what he said right now. Um, but you know, the feeling associated with, yeah. with thinking, Oh, that makes sense. Oh, that's, yeah. that's a good point. Yeah. I, all the way from the beginning to where the very f- first moment he's introduced and he starts talking with some of the other characters. I mean, it's like immediately left and right. He's dropping these like wisdom bombs of how they're handling what's going on. And just in life and nothing's even happening yet. There's nothing even surfaced, Mm -hmm. but he's already just, you know, making, making sense, pulling people back to a center point of, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Like, you know, yeah, I didn't think of it that way already. So I think in my mind when someone's like, well, what is wisdom? Like it's Gandalf. Yeah. (laughs) Love that. Hands down. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, when we talk about wisdom and leadership, you know, it's a part of the whole lead tough, not loud concept. And we talk about wisdom and leadership. This is what we mean. There's lots of different definitions about when it comes to wisdom out there, but here's what we mean when it comes to, um, having wisdom as a characteristic of your leadership, it's creating a strategy for making sound decisions independent of trends, emotions, and majorities. Ooh. Okay. I like that definition. Did you write that definition? I did. <laughs> um, I did. That's okay. But, you can like your own work. I do it all the time. I'll finish stuff and I'm like, I am so good at what I do. Guys, look at this. <laughs> Thank you for that. But creating a strategy for making sound decisions independent means set like apart from trends, emotions, and majorities. Mm-hmm. That's wisdom in leadership. And, and so it's, it's, it's creating a strategy for that too. That's a big piece of that. Yeah. So, so at this, I mean, cause it's funny because trends is in in the the um, the information that you've kind of laid out at this point, but it almost seems like making decisions based on any one of these three things is trendy. Right? There's a lot kind of always going on hmm. politically, um, spiritually, yep. mentally, emotionally, whatever it is. Yeah. So do you do you see a lot of leaders make decisions based on you know trends, emotions, and the majorities of like so kind of all the different things that are going oh, yeah. on all the time. But, okay. All this the is, time. this is a common occurrence. It is. It really is. And I think most people would, would agree with that too. Um, that a lot of leadership decisions are, are made out of what's trending, what the emotions are, or what the majorities are saying. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, you know, to me, you need to develop a strategy to make wise decisions apart from those things and wise decisions. I feel like, need to be made apart from those. Not that you shouldn't consider those things. Right. Yeah. You know, in your decision-making, but they shouldn't be the end all, you know, for the decisions you make. Mm -hmm. You need to figure out how, what kind of strategy you can implement to make decisions apart from those. So, and, and so let's, let's talk about those three things for a second. Okay. So trends, emotions, and majorities, right? So when, when you think of trends, you think of something that's trending, what, I mean, what's the most common thing right now that we think of when something's trending? Yeah. Instagram yeah. or TikTok. Social media. It's going right? to be in there somewhere. Yeah. So a lot of times we, 
we look at things like that. We our source of kind of, I guess, wisdom or intelligence or knowledge for making decisions comes from things we find on social media or mm-hmm. things we're seeing a lot of other people do and things that are trending. And so a lot of times we make decisions based on those simply because it's easily accessible. Yeah. Trends are easily accessible. Um, and I think that's why a lot of decisions get made based on, based on trends. Oh, well, and they're hundred percent results that, I mean, that's what you're posting is the, I don't really see a lot of people posting on Instagram. You know, I tried this trend and it failed miserably. Here's 11 posts to describe that. They're only showing how well it went, how fantastic this was, whether yeah. if it's leadership or business oriented type of things, it's, you know, five tricks to get your team to, you know, engage more, whatever it is. Yeah. And you read through it and then this person's telling you, and these worked, these will work every time. This is fantastic. This is concrete. And you're, th- you're thinking, well, this is the eighth time this week. I've seen something around this. This must be working, you yeah. know? Yeah, exactly. So, so, but emotions is another thing that mm-hmm. we make a yeah. lot of, a lot of decisions out of leaders make a lot of decisions based on emotions, based on how a situation made them feel right. Or how maybe a response from a teammate or a coworker or even leadership above them, they're responding out of emotion to how somebody treated them or reacted and stuff too. And so emotions come and play a lot. And unfortunately a lot of times, and I've been, I'm just as guilty as this as everybody else, Right, we we sometimes make decisions based on our emotions, mm-hmm. without letting it process, without giving it time, without thinking it through, and we just kind of make a decision, and immediately, usually, we regret what we decided. Yeah, um, because we decided it out of the emotions that we were feeling. So I have two two personal rules for myself when it comes to to mm-hmm. dealing with with anything really that's emotions based. Is first of all, if let's say I get uh, let's say something happens, I get an email or I get some information and it's like, oh man, this is, this is tough to take in. Maybe it's cri- really, really harsh critique coming from a source that I'm not even sure like where it's coming from, whatever the situation is. I won't allow myself to respond if there's an emotional height to something like it's been, the emotions have been increased. I won't allow myself to respond until the following day hmm. because I usually find that by the time you've had a chance to kind of settle you can gauge better. Do I still feel the same way I did yesterday? Cause if so, then I'm okay to respond based on how I'm feeling. But usually you realize I was just tired. I was just frustrated. There's so many other things that day or in the moment that were going on that this just added to it. Yeah. So usually we'll try as much as I can. There's, there's times where a response is almost needed immediately. Mm-hmm. Their thing is I always coach myself to when I'm feeling any kind of emotions, usually negative. I usually don't do this with good, happy emotions, but I'll tell myself to stop and take a minute and ask myself, okay, but why do you feel, why are you feeling the way you're feeling? Don't allow yourself to just be angry, be frustrated, be, you know, sad, upset, whatever it is. Just give yourself the breathing room to ask yourself, Hmm. but why are you feeling this? What about this made you feel this way? Because then you can either identify it and avoid it, or you can identify it and go back to whoever the person is or whatever the situation is and communicate this made me feel this way because of a b and c versus i'm mad about this and i don't really know why but i'm gonna go ahead and just breathe fire on you for it you yeah know? yeah those are great i love that that's really that's really wise <laughs> well you know <laughs> <laughs> really wise way to keep your emotions in check yeah and not letting the emotions get the best of you and ultimately make decisions based on those things which ultimately then you'll regret yeah so right it's good so emotional trends emotions and the majorities was the last one 
right? And I think this is one that comes into play a lot, especially in leadership, because, you know, we want, we want everybody to have input. We want to make decisions based on what everybody thinks. And a lot of times we end up making decisions based on what the majority mm. of people think. Mm-hmm. That's not always the wisest thing to do because the majority might be wrong. Yeah. And a lot of times, yep. you know, it's our job as leaders to consider that, to consider, okay, if this is what the majority wants, is the majority right? The majority can be wrong still. Yeah. And, and it's our job yeah. as leaders to vet that, to make sure that, okay, is, even though this is what everybody wants, is it still the best thing mm-hmm. for, for everybody, for the team we're leading, for the organization we're, we're leading in or, what, or for the work we're doing? I think that's really important too. So trends, emotions, majorities, those are things we have to be careful of not making decisions on. We have to make decisions why creating a why strategy independent of those three things. Right. So, so in, in kind of the world of leading tough versus leading loud, to at least from what I'm hearing, I would say that for the most part, because we've talked about some nuances of keeping these things in check, still keeping fingers on the pulse of these things, just not making them the end all be all for a decision making or strategy building process. But they would they would come across as more loud leadership i'm I'm guessing at that point definitely so what are what what would i guess be the alternative to those tactics of loud leadership yeah there's actually some research that's that's out there about uh, practical wisdom and how you can practically apply wisdom to everyday life including leadership um and really when it comes to decision making as well too and it's actually talks in the definition that research shows actually talks just the opposite of what we talked about so, okay. um, in fact, here's, here's one research definition that I'll that kind of give, um, when they define wisdom, um, this research article, um, defines it this way, that it's social decision-making, emotional regulation, pro-social behavior, such as empathy and compassion, self-reflection, acceptance of uncertainty, decisiveness, and spirituality. Those are some of the common, you know, aspects of wisdom practically, practically applied you know, to our lives and especially when it comes to making decisions. When so you, when you said it was the opposite, I was anticipating like delete your Instagram, shut your emotions off. Don't, don't ask anybody for a majority super practical. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, but you know, think about that. So like social decision-making emotional regulation, right? So again, regulating your emotions, just like you talked about how you keep your emotions in check. Um, pro-social behavior, such as empathy and compassion. A lot of times things that are trending aren't very empathetic and compassionate. Right. So, um, and then also just, you know, acceptance of uncertainty, decisiveness, you know, I think those things, again, do we consider the majority is the majority always right? We as leaders need to vet that. And so to me, that's a really good, and there's, this is a research definition. So a lot of research that's being done, you know, kind of in the research world on wisdom and how it can be practically applied and, and also how it can be attained. A lot of times we think wisdom is something that older people have. Yeah. Against you know, again, back you and I, when we, you said Gandalf and you think a wise old wizard, I think of a wise old owl, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of times we associate wisdom with age and time and time. You know, like, yeah. And I think, passing. I think there is, there is some credibility to that because the older you are, the more you've experienced, right. You've experienced successes, you've experienced failures, and that has made you wise in your decision-making, you know, at least hopefully it has for yeah. most people, um, that would be the hope, but you're, you're making 
wiser decisions the older you get because you've learned from past mistakes, whether mm-hmm. they're your mistakes or others, and you've also learned from past successes, mm-hmm. you know, yours or others as well too. So, which which is one practical way that I would I would say, you know, if if to kind of you know put something in this episode that people could say, well, what can I practically do to apply wisdom to my life? I would say you need to seek the counsel of somebody that's older than you. Um, that's older and wiser than you. I think taking that research definition, right. You know, keeping your emotions in check, you know, pro social behaviors, um, all those things. I mean, somebody who you would look at and, and say, man, that, that person is somebody I would consider wise and experienced in some of the things that I am currently going through or might, be going through mm-hmm. in my future. And so seeking out counsel and wisdom from that. One thing about wisdom is you have to actually seek it out. Wisdom yeah. doesn't just, you know, come to you. You can go through all these experiences and <laughs> and still Yeah. We've I've up, met people like that before. Yeah. And Weird. still not be wise, right? Weird. You're wondering to yourself, I don't know how you got this far and you still arrive at the same <laughs> Same endpoint yep. every time. So yep. your your was your uh, practical application would be to seek out the company owl from there. See yeah, if you can or <laughs> Gandalf or Gandalf. Who's what, your Gandalf? Who's who's the company Gandalf? Yeah. Is there a way to identify? Because I've found a lot of people throughout just my career in different places that I've worked in the sense of even like projects that I've been in on and things where on paper it almost seems that someone. They know, they know it every, oh, it's almost like everyone else is going to this person and having these conversations or you hear nothing, but that person's super smart. This and that and the other thing. And then you, there's times where you spend some time with those people and you realize, I don't know if I'm just picking up the wrong things or if I'm just not asking the right questions, but, but it's not, I'm not, I'm not sensing what everyone else is sensing. Is there a, is there a better way to kind of identify what, is there things that you would look for specifically from the people who have wisdom in those situations, is it based on what they're saying? Is it based on how they're living their life? Is it based like what, what would be those things that you would, I would say both those things. I would say what they're saying and how they're living a life. And if what they're saying and how they're living their life are things that align with what you think is important to Mm -hmm. you and that you believe in or value or, or whatever. Does that make sense? Yeah. So like, I mean, you can go and have a conversation with somebody, but if that person's, I know values don't necessarily align with you. I don't necessarily, if that's the wisest person for you to talk to. Right. Yeah. Um, and maybe sometimes that's just, you have a conversation and you realize, uh, well, thanks, but okay. Might not ever seek their counsel again. You know, there's yeah. a little bit of live and learn you yeah. there, but I would say, I would say to look for somebody that, um, that, yeah, that, that their values are aligned with yours. Mm. That's somebody who, um, you want to seek wisdom from and and because then naturally then you're going to have a better conversation and they're going to give you advice that you're probably going to listen to and probably apply and i think that's that's what i would say when it comes to that so listening to the things they say listening to how they are watching how they're actually living their life what they're modeling um and actually maybe you know asking them things that they've been through as well too um and and learning from them, from the stories they tell about things they went through and what they learned, you know, as well. So 
you're sitting down, let me spin you a yarn. And you're like, I picked the wrong person. Like I should, this yeah. person's long winded. I should have found a shorter winded Gandalf yeah. slash owl company. Owl. I would also <laughs> say if that person's wearing a big pointy hat and has a big wooden staff with a light on it. Well, first yeah. of all, let me know where you found this person. I would like to, I have questions then at yeah. that point. There's so I, many things. It'd be would. an interesting conversation. One way or the other. Yeah, I don't exactly. Know, but yeah. No, so. I think that's, that's amazing. And I really, um, wisdom is one of those things. It's again, we, we talked about it a little bit in the last one, but it's, it carries a lot of, um, self-awareness with it in, in how mm. you look for other people, how you define and obtain wisdom for yourself, all those different little nuances throughout that. And it's, it's, it's weird because again, and most like a lot of the things we talk about on the podcast, it almost seems like a no brainer where it's, where you're thinking you need a, someone with wisdom to be on your team or to guide your team. Mm. And in your mind, you're, you're thinking, well, okay, yes, I don't, I don't really foresee anyone coming to, you know, Mm. argue with you on that. Um, but I think it's just important to kind of talk through this. And again, the practical applications of breaking that down, what does it look like in the negative? What does it look like in the positive? You know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's really important. And I think, you know, wisdom is different than intelligence. And I think that's Mm -hmm. why when it comes to lead tough, not loud, you know, we have, we don't have intelligence there. We have wisdom, you know, as a character trait, that's really important because you can have all the intelligence in the world and still make foolish decisions, you know, but I think wisdom and developing a strategy to make decisions independent of trends, emotions, and majorities is really important when it comes to leadership. Hey, thanks for listening. We know your time is valuable, so we hope this episode was valuable to you. For more information about Lead Tough Not Loud, visit leadtough.com.